Tonight's main event is scheduled for one 30-minute interview. Interviewing out of the blue corner, the Coffee and K.O.'s crew. Being interviewed out of the blue corner, Slow Mike Rodriguez. Hey, how's it going, Mike? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, uh... That's that's Carrie's favorite part. He doesn't he doesn't really say much, uh, but he he does do a hell of an interview. I, I, I get or to intro. do my, announce, my announcement. <laughs> um, so, anyway, thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Um, looking forward to this one because uh, we're actually we love UFC, but we're also we love to play video games. So this is one oh, we've been yeah. uh, we've been trying to get because we know that you're pretty active on gaming and Twitch and all that stuff. So, uh, anyway. We always start the interview with this question. I got to know, where does the name Slow, S-L-O, Slow, Mike Rodriguez come from? So when I, um, when I first, so I, I originally started doing uh, Muay Thai. It was the first martial arts I've ever done. So from, um, I came from Muay Thai gym, Boston Muay Thai Academy. And then when I came to Joe's, I never did any sort of boxing mitts before. So my boxing coach, Steve Mays, was like, hey, like, just stole one, two. And, you know, from Muay Thai, everything comes from the hip. So you're, like, punching, like, ooh, ooh. like, you know, everything's all into it. And he was like, what the fuck? He's like, all right, all right let's try this again. <laughs> he seen me punching. I was so slow. He's like, yo, that's, like, molasses slow. Then he's like, we changed your name. Instead of Big Mike, we're calling you Slow Mike. And it just stuck ever since. <laughs> that's a rough one to stick. <laughs> yeah. Um. You're you're actually the fourth uh, Massachusetts base fighter we've had on the show. We got to ask what makes you the most interesting. So we've had Slippery Pete, we've had Jay Perrin, we had Rob Font, and you are now the fourth. Um, so okay. we've we've had a pretty good run of uh, of Massachusetts base fighters so far. Nice, that's awesome. Um, so you're training at Lozons. Uh, I know Slippery Pete is there as well. Um, yeah. So uh, what what's that been like? I know that 2020 you've been pretty active. Uh, so you, you you know you had your the knockout was it like a month ago, and then you come back and you fought Ed Herman, uh, which yep. we'll get into a little bit later. I don't want to dwell on that too much because I've been le- reading a lot of interviews, and I feel like I feel like you've been all over uh, because I mean obviously super controversial, uh, yeah. but I feel like that's starting to get. If I was you, I'd be worn out from talking about it. So I don't want to dwell on it too much. All right. <laughs> uh but yeah so are you looking to fight again in 2020 are you looking i know that you were in a you know your arm was pretty twisted up there in that herman fight i don't know if there was anything that came about that but uh are you looking to get back in in 2020 or are you kind of just gonna take it slow maybe uh wait a little bit no i'm looking i'm looking forward to uh, getting back in there if i can get back in there in december that'll be perfect if not i'll wait till the afternoon it's no biggie but I do want to get back in there quick. And one thing I've noticed with you over the last like two or three fights is one thing that I really, really like about your fight style is, you, I mean, you're super long. So, I mean, your arms, your reach, we actually talked about it with Slippery Pete. Your reach is just insane, um, But <laughs> which which can at times be difficult. I mean, it's an advantage, but at times, especially in the clinch, I feel like it could be a little difficult. But you really utilize your, your elbows really, really well, um, exiting the clinch or inside the clinch. Um, I mean, you... you pieced up Herman quite a bit of times and your fight prior to that. Is that something that you've worked on quite often or is that just something that comes naturally? Like what, what was, cause I feel like that's a huge part of your game. 
Uh, yeah, that is, that is um, part of my game. Like, I like playing the clinch. I like the clinch work for Muay Thai. Um, it's something I've always been pretty good at. So, um, I just use it a lot. Um, I haven't used it in a while, actually. And it's like, it's coming around again, me using it. It's just been, the fight's just been ending up there. It's not like something I've been planning to go into or anything like that. Except for Pratt, you know, we did plan on forcing him to clinch because we knew he did not have a clinch. So when you usually have like the, it's like an 83 inch reach advantage, like do you usually base like your whole game plan knowing that you're always going to have that advantage? You can kind of like keep the distance or is it just like you go the ebbs and flows well, in the fight? Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I got 83 inch reach. So I'm going to use my, that is, that's my advantage. So I'm going to use that as much as I can. But when the fight does get inside, that's why I have the clinch to work in the inside. So just to keep the balance of both, to be able to disengage, come in, go out, like, you know what I mean? Yep. So when you have the 83-inch reach advantage is obviously huge in the UFC. What's the biggest advantage it has in real life outside of the octagon? Uh, I can get things off the top shelf. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> We I are. Sh- this yeah, that's not happening on our end. We need we're, a ladder. I want that one Pop way up there. You're like, yeah, no problem. I got you. I got you all the time, too. So we go apple picking, and uh, every year we go, people like. So my wife's like, "Oh, get this apple, get that apple," and then other people are like, "Hey, actually, could you get this for me too?" While you're up there, like, can you get that? Yeah, I wish I. I almost wish I was tall, that tall. I mean, we're we're real short. We're only five seven. So. uh Time, times are yeah, tough. We're, we're not reaching the top no, apple. No, <laughs> or the top, <laughs> or the top shelf. I gotta get myself one of them claw machine things that I can bring to the store to get stuff from the top shelf. Uh, um, so actually, this is a. So I have two kids. I know that you're a dad as well. I gotta ask, how the hell do you find the time to train? I feel like, you know, I, I work. You know, I'm a teacher, so I, I work a typical job, um, and I feel like I'm exhausted having kids and working, how the hell do you train, get ready for a fight, being a dad and, you know, just, I mean, obviously being a parent is super, super challenging, lots of work, obviously, you know, things get pushed back, it's it's crazy, so how how do you do it? I think what, what makes it easy to balance, one, you know, I got a great support system, um, my wife, she she's like, like, we're both, you know, we work well together, so that's one thing, and then, um, Two, I think it's because I love everything I do so much. Like, I love being a dad just as much as I love being a fighter. So it's never a drag to me. It's never like, oh, damn, here I go doing this. Like, you know, I love it. So it's like, it's just natural. It comes natural to me, you know? And you're even that in Twitch, too, though. So it's yeah. like, how do you how do you dedicate time to that as well? You're, that's that's got to be a busy uh, life. Yeah, dude. So I, um, with the whole Twitch thing, so I stopped – the, so all throughout uh, quarantine, I did. I streamed like crazy. And then um, after when I first got my first fight, I was just so busy with my camp. So it was pretty tough. So um, I stopped for a bit, did my camp, fought, streamed one or two times after that. Then I got the Ed Herman fight. So I couldn't stream again because I had to get right back in a little mini camp. And then um, – now that I'm done, I'm starting to stream again. But, uh, I, yeah, it's just something that I just save a time slot. Just being mindful of time. Try to be mindful of time as much as possible is a big thing to it. How do you how convince, I can balance everything. How the hell do you convince your wife to allow you to play video games? I love you. Very forgiving. 
I love. Lady. I mean, we we have so many games that we have to play. Like, and yeah. I just I feel like every time I start, honey, can you do this? Can you do? That? I'm like, man, I just sat down. <laughs> I, usually, I usually try to wait till uh, like, for instance, it's like five nineteen right now. So like the kids are winding down. They're just chilling. They're not too, going too crazy. They're about to go to bed. So now's the time I'll start playing the game. That's when it's like my time. I get that like nice, like seven thirty to like eleven ish, like ten thirty eleven ish, where it's like my time frame. I could just zone out and just play video games. And she so, doesn't get mad because she doesn't like be like, oh, I want to watch a movie or I want to snuggle or I want to watch a TV <laughs> show or uh, let's no, she, eat. <laughs> no, if, if, if it's not, if it's not like. A specific day where I'm like, hey, we're gonna do this on a specific day, or we plan that. Um, usually, it's like I'll do I do a little bit of my thing. She does a little bit of thing because she runs her own business, so like she's doing work with that. She got to get caught up on that. So it's like you know, right now things it's cool, but there is those days where she's like, oh, let's do this, let's do that, and um, we'll like either play a game together or watch a show or something like that. Well, uh, a good spin zone on it is that, you know, if you get big enough, you get the ad revenue coming in. So then you're like, well, I'm actually working. This is not. <laughs> yeah, but you exactly. actually get to enjoy both of it, right? <laughs> I got to get to that point. Yep. <laughs> That's what I, when I, when I come do the podcast, I tell my wife, I'm just working. I mean, we don't get paid yes. any money, but I just try to tell her that I'm working. So it makes it seem We're working like I'm towards something. Yeah. Yeah. Just We're to make it. We're building a yeah. brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so you, you play a lot of siege, right? Yep. Do you play anything else? Are you interested in anything else? Or um, that's Siege is like my number one like life. I guess you'll say lifestyle game. That's the game I always play. I'm always gonna play it, no matter any time of the year. I'm always gonna play that. But throughout the year, I swap out with other games. Like my one player game right now is um, Ghost of Shima. Hmm. Um, solid. Which is solid. Fucking nasty. I started it during the um, depression camp. And I'm like, yo, this game is nasty. And the whole time we've been, I've been quarantined. That was my quarantine game at, uh, in Vegas. When we had to quarantine between the um, till weigh-ins, I would just sit there and play that while that's I was sitting a, in the hotel. I was waiting for PS5 <laughs> to come out to get that. But that's that's been one of those yeah. top titles this year. Dude, it's so good. Then, like, I play, like, the typical party games with my friends. Um, we'll play, um, uh, I don't know if you heard that game, Among Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. huge right now. Yeah, play that. Uh, play Fall Guys. Fall Guys, um, yeah. Fall Guys, yeah, that game is funny. <laughs> um, and then, like, I play, like, little other co-op games. Like, there's this game called Grounded. Oh, oh we've my been God, that. that is fantastic. We've been playing. Well, yeah, I love Grounded. Yeah. Dude, I fucking love that game. It's fantastic. Dude. Yeah. The yeah, next so update we- comes out next Wednesday. Dude, I can't wait. I can't wait. I was, dude, get out of my head. I literally, before you guys called me, I literally was looking at the patch notes of like um, on their website because they have what they're working on and what's mm-hmm. coming in the future. They got a whole so roadmap at, set up. Yeah, I know. Oh, dude, it's so sick. So, um, yeah, I've been doing that. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Those Grounded are all the is- games like I'm really actually dedicated to playing. And the Ground- occasional Warzone, I'm just yeah. not, I'm not good at BRs. Like yeah. if you put me in a tactical shooter, like an objective-based shooter, I'm like a lot better. Oh, this is my daughter Rowan. <laughs> I was you saw got a visitor <laughs> over your shoulder there. So um, yeah, those that um, so like that's that's where I shine at. But like I'll play Warzone. I get it with my buddies and I just get crushed. 
<laughs> and they just carry me on. All right, whatever. What, but, what, yeah. Have you have you heard of a game called Spellbreak? Yeah, 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 yeah. So my Muay Thai coach Jake Manini, when we was uh, fighting Ed Herman, he had just downloaded it, and he was, and I was watching him play that. Um, yeah, it's it looks sick, dude. It's, it looks it's, real sick. It's good. It's fun. I'm not great at it, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So if if it's you awesome. ever want to stream it, because I stream, I just got into the streaming game too. So it's actually yeah. funny. Last week I saw an article about you and how you stream and everything, and I sent a yep. screenshot of it to Zach, and he's like, "Yeah, we've been trying to to get him on, and now we have you on." I was like, "Ah, perfect." <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I knew I, that. I enjoyed a lot, man. Um, when you play ground, did you ever find yourself like just playing that game for like five hours, and you didn't? You feel like you just sat down because <laughs> I feel <laughs> and you and you got nothing accomplished because I feel like that's that's what happens every time I play that game. Every time I get sucked in this rabbit hole because you want to know why. So like growing up, um, honey, I shrunk the kids. I always loved that, mm-hmm. that movie. And because of the whole concept of it, you being this little person in a backyard, like, I'm like, that's a sick ass concept. And then they released this game and I'm like geeking out. Cause it's like reliving my childhood dream. I'm like, yo, this is nuts. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, but I, I put in, I'm putting in too many hours in it. The hours are a lot. <laughs> I had enough too. <laughs> <laughs> you just—I mean, you could—you could spend two hours collecting grass, grass planks to build your base. Yeah, and, know, and then man. that time's just gone. <laughs> my my wife goes, "You're really playing this game that you're just a little person in a backyard." I was like, "Way!" I was like, "It's way more than that." I was like, "Come on now, this is awesome." It's so cool. Um, what's it? Go ahead, Steve. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, what's, like, the number one, like, video game all time that, like, no one can beat you at? Like, for me, it's, like, on N64, like, Super Smash, no one can touch me. Like, what's, like, yeah, if you you have a personal challenge, I'll take you on. But, like, what's, like, your number one? I feel like um, a lot of people say Super Smash, though. And, like, no, like, no, no, I'll take you down. So competitive. And, dude, people... Oh, dude, they are so confident in this Smash game. Yo, <laughs> my character, I don't even care. So confident. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I would say, well, I'm really confident in my skills. Um, I, damn, I don't know. That's a good Let's, one. Can you pull out a one v five clutch on Siege? I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. Okay. Yeah, I've done it. That's something I can never do. Siege is hard. I played Siege for a while, and it's it's so difficult. I've done it. The thing I love about Siege, it gives me it it, it makes the same competitive drive. It gives me the same competitive drive as fighting does. That's what mm-hmm. made me love it so much. So, little background information. So, I used to play a lot, like competitively, a lot of SOCOM when I was in high school, yeah. and. I always want, I always like that fix, that drive, that come on, you're like, oh, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, like, you know? So, I played a lot of SOCOM, and then I, then I started playing, I was playing SOCOM and a lot of um, uh, Metal Gear Online. Those are the two big games, we always do game battles on them. And then after we got to the PS4, I'm like, damn, I don't have that competitive game. Like, COD was good, but COD wasn't really hitting like that. And then uh, Siege came out, and I'm like, Oh, this shit is dope. This is what I like, and it just took off, man. Playing since. Do Do you play any other like? Do you play any sports titles or other sports games? Really, aren't your thing? Anything like that? Dude, do you, Do you follow I'm any terrible. other sports? I'm terrible at sports games. <laughs> <laughs> Why be good at sports games when you know you could be good at sports in real life? No, we, we have the flash game. Game. game to game. Fighting games either. 
Terrible <laughs> at fighting games. Terrible. Well, you get to do that in real life, so it doesn't matter. That's I why. Know, right? So, so have you ever played like UFC? Like, how unrealistic is that game compared to the fighting? Because I, I feel like, uh, yeah, the, the knockouts are hilarious in that game. <laughs> dude, crazy. Um, so like the the first one I played was the '09 one, and I'm like, it's a lot better than the ones that came out in the '90s. But I'm like, dude, I'm like, there's some shit that just does not. But as time <laughs> went on. As time went on, they were getting better and better. I don't know. I don't know about the last two. I didn't play the last two or three of them, but they look like they've been getting really good. They look good. Like that new one that's out now looks really good. Yeah, I've played it. It's, but it it's not. Good. It's not terrible. Um, it's still yeah. like some of the stuff doesn't make any sense. But I mean, that, I feel like that's any love games. Those games. People yeah. love those games. Like it's crazy. Well, UFC is a great game to play if you're really drunk with your buddies and you have like you just want to fight each other, but you can't really physically fight each other. You just pick up the sticks and start fighting each other in the video game. I dude, I used to have a buddy who used to always be like, "We'll go to his house, we'll hang out." Then he'd be like, "Yo, let's play UFC. All head kicks, no blocks, just dodge." <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like. What like what are these, dude? They used to be so fun though. They used to be so fun. They used to do that in Call of Duty, like you do a private match, snipers only, snipers only, yeah, or man. pistols yeah, only, exactly. like. And then you would be like, and if you use heavyweights, you couldn't use like Crow Cop, because his his head kick was absurd. Yeah. It was absurd. So <laughs> they was like, yeah, like no, you can't use Crow Cop. Can't use Crow Cop. You can use whoever else, but can't use Crow Cop. You're like, all right, sick. <laughs> Uh, are you are you in UFC four? No, 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 no. They just put Calvin in there. My buddy yeah, Calvin oh yeah, I saw that. They just put him in there. I'd seen that this morning. They cool. just put Pedro Munoz in there. Put him in there originally, they, but, yeah. I, I don't know why they don't put a Rob in there. I feel like if you're ranked, you should definitely be in the game. Yeah, I don't I mean, understand uh, it. One hundred percent. Pedro Munoz is how good, and he just got put in the game. Like the That's dude's insane. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I don't sense. get it. I'm curious to know who the hell is this roster. Like, <laughs> the fact that all these other guys aren't in there. Like, who is on the roster then? But somehow they'll put like a legendary Roy Nelson in there. Like the dude doesn't even yeah, fight like, for the UFC anymore. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like I feel like those kind of guys should be DLC guys, and guys who are on the yeah. roster yep. should be in the game. Yeah. yeah, I 100% uh, agree. It makes me laugh when I go through and I see Roy Nelson. I'm like, what the hell is he doing in this game? <laughs> uh, so I got So obviously, with being a fighter, you have to cut weight. You have to make sure you know you're staying on weight. Everything. How do you not yeah. get get lost into snacking while playing video games? I feel like when I play video games, I'll just sit there and just devour chips, whatever is there, like in front of me. Um, how do you not do that? I don't get it. Like no, that's, I, that's my I, go-to. I snack. I snack. I just snack on certain th- different things. Like I snack. Like I'll eat like nuts. I'll be eating like like almonds. Like I'll be playing or here or whatever, and I'll just grab some almonds and eat almonds, or like um, eat like um, coconut chips. And like um, yeah, I guess that's what they call them, coconut chips. It's like just shake coconut shavings. Eat some of those things like that. And most of the time, I'm just drinking water. This gallon right here. That's it. I feel like it's so mindless. Like you just literally need something like within reach yeah. that whatever you're eating, it doesn't even matter as long as it's just food and you're just playing. You're not even looking. You're just reaching and shoving it in your face. Yeah. 
The uh, most double-edged sword snack is the is the nacho Doritos because like you want to eat them so bad, but then if you eat them, it gets all over your keyboard or controller, and oh, you're just like that's shit. The worst. Yeah, it's like it's like you want to the eat worst. them, but but you don't want the repercussions after the fact. So that that's the worst. Yeah. Or or if you have a buddy over and they they're gonna like they're like eating the Doritos and then they're touching your controller and you're oh, like, come on, no, man, that's like, a foul. Can't, can't do that. That's like a party yeah. foul for gaming. Yeah. Can't do that. Nah, you can't. That I can't do the greasy controller shit. Nah, <laughs> you get, you get kicked out of the party for that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. I know you had it. You were I cut you oh, off. Oh no, right. I was Sorry. gonna say just like if you're pulling like an all nighter in gaming, are you like a Red Bull guy or, or like Monster Energy? Like what's no, like your go-to? I'm a, I'm sponsored by a company called Killcliff. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this is a bunch of guys sponsored. Um, Stepe, Stepe drinks a lot of Killcliff. Um, Robbie Lawler. There's a bunch of guys. Um, their product is really good. It doesn't give you the jitters that you yeah. get from other energy drinks. Um, it's really good. Their their night is shit, man. I do. I, I'll sip those if I'm like need to get a couple hours in, and I also use them for um, pre workouts as well. They're really good. Oh, nice. How did? Oh, go ahead, Kerry. Well, I was gonna say we might have to try that out because we haven't yeah. found one that doesn't want to make my heart explode yet. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Killcliff, man, it's bomb. It's not like a crit. It, it doesn't. Because what it does, it's not a, um, it doesn't OD your body on caffeine. Like it just mm-hmm. gives you enough. You know what I mean? And then they even have a recovery drink that gives you like enough. Cause like, you know, um, after you're done from the gym, you're tired and shit. And you're like, yo, I need a little pick me up. Some people stop, get a coffee before they go home, whatever. You can just drink a, re- um, a recover and you're good to go. Like it give you enough of caffeine that's for you to just get to your house and like be able to chill and then you can crash yeah. yeah and then you can crash uh how did you um get connected with joe lozon so i mean i'm a huge fan of joe lozon obviously a legend in in the sport um how did you get connected with his gym and are you are you at home there are you comfortable there obviously because it's in massachusetts like i mean you can't ask for anything better you know i think being a fighter it would really suck to to find your favorite camp across country you know what i mean like you're yeah. right at home uh, in, a, in hopefully a comfortable situation. So how'd you get connected with that and everything else? So I, uh, so the way I got connected with Joe is, so my, one of my old um, Muay Thai coaches, Kenny Kwan, was uh, doing privates with a couple of Lozon guys. They wanted, they wanted like more Muay Thai kickboxing look and things of that nature. So um, one day, Kenny was training a bunch of Lozon guys, and I come to the gym because they wanted me to, to meet him, to meet them. So I met, uh, I don't know if you re- I remember, uh, Joe Proctor. He fought on Ultimate Fighter. That live season, uh, Cruz and Faber, he was on that season. Um, he had a couple fights in the UFC. He he was one of the guys. I met him, and I knew he was he was like buzzing at the time because um, that was when he was on Ultimate Fighter, or like right afterwards. I was like talking and stuff, and he's like, yo, um, like, let's, like, move around. So I moved around with him, and they were really impressed, him and his boys. They were all impressed. So they were like, yo, why don't you come come down to, to Joe's? And I'm like, all right, yeah, they're like, you'll come down, you know, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and get some good work. So I go down there, and I get there. And I was like, I had, like, two amateur fights at the time. I get there. First person I see coming through the door, Dan Lozon, Joe Lozon's brother. And he looked at me. As always, he like looked at me like, who the hell is this dude? He sized me up. Everybody was looking at him like, damn. And then uh, the boxing coach, who's my box coach now, Maze at the time, was like, oh, you're a big guy? You're in the back room. 
go in the back room, there was like um, Tom Lawler was back there. Um, bunch of other guy, bunch of other tool fivers at the time that were like big around in the local area and big and somewhere in the UFC. And um, man, I sparred with them. That water was deep, bro. I was like, I was getting my ass whooped. And um, and I remember at the time they were like, all right. So they had everybody switch or kickbox. I'm like, God damn, get my ass whooped. Go. I go train. I see Joe. First time meeting him. And he's like, oh, I'm like, oh, shit, it's Joe Lozon. So I'm like, all right, he's human. Like, he got, he, he believed red just like you. Don't, you know, don't, don't get all flustered. So I'm like, all right. So we spar. We're like doing spar, whatever. Dude, he hits me one time with a right hand. Bam. I was like, oh, dude, I swell <laughs> up. I was like, oh, shit. So then I'm like, all right. And so I'm like trying to spar, but I'm trying to like recover. Then he hits me again. Bam. Oh, fuck. I'm like, all right. And then I'll hear it's time. All right, guys, little gloves. And I'm like, God damn. And then uh, this was, I, I don't know who he was about to fight at the time, but he was, that boy was sharp. He was like couple, like two weeks out from a tri- uh, fight camp, a fight. And he was sharp as shit. Then I see him go and spar with a couple people, be a couple people. And then they're like, all right, let's do some like jujitsu round shit. Man, sure enough, I'm like, let me try Joe again. Let me see what's up. <laughs> Dude, slapping arm bars, triangles, the works. Beat the shit out of me. Then we leave out of it. Then, like, uh, everything's all said and done. We're all about to leave. My boy JP, who drove me up there, he's like, he's like, yo, you ready? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Then I go sit in the car. I'm like, yo, Joe's a beast. He's like, well, yeah, he's, like, one of the best fighters in the world right now. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, damn. Dude, I got so overwhelmed. I just fucking bawled. I just <laughs> bawled. And it wasn't bawling. I wasn't bawling because, like, at, like everything hurt or anything. I was bawling because... I I thought I was good and then I didn't realize there was another level that I needed to get to, you know? And um from that point on, that's when I was like, I whatever they got at that gym, I need that. So I just kept going, going and going, going. Get my ass whooped, kept going, kept going, kept going. It just it just ignited a fire underneath me. So and- and- that's how I'm with them today. <laughs> how how long did it take you to kind of reach that next level when you stayed with them? Was it like years or did it take did you pick it up pretty quick? No, nah, it took years, man. It took real years. Um I would say from like when did I start? I would say like 2010, 11, somewhere around there. Thing uh things started to slowly click to me. But, like, I would say when I came back, because I lived in Arizona for a little bit. So when I came back from Arizona in, like, 2015 is when things started really clicking. And things just started just jumping from there. I mean, it's worked out. You had your Contender Series fight. uh, Probably still one of the greatest knockouts on Contender Series. Uh, Take us through that experience and the knockout. I mean, and uh, Steve actually has the question written down here. Did you know that there was no way you weren't getting a contract that night? Man, so... That that week, um, during that whole time, I'm like, yo, man, like, you know, I got to get this contract. I want to get this contract. Like, it was, like, on my case. So, a little more background story. So, I almost missed the Contender Series. So, I um, the first time I came out for, to do medicals, I was supposed to fight week one against Daniel Spawn. They found out that I, um, like, had a, like, my blood templates was really, really low. So, they, they took me off the card. They was like, you're not fighting. But Mick, he liked me, Mick Maynard. He was like, we'll put you on standby. If anybody pull out, we'll fill you in. So I'm like, what are the chances someone's going to pull out? But the sport's so crazy. 
uh, clearly it was a chance because like a week later he was like, "Hey, I know it's short, but you're about to be the main event for week five. So it was like, "All right, cool. So fine, we take the fight. So we took the fight. It was Jamil Jones, and then we end up getting the fight. But that whole, but like it was a nervous thing because we was always worried about this whole template thing to see if that would, so we won't get kicked off the card. Then I, um, then like that whole week was just wild uh, between meeting a bunch of people. It was the first time they were doing um, the contender series, so it was um, it was like all over the place. It wasn't as organized as it is today. And so um, when we went out, when I was as I was sitting in the back fighting getting ready to fight i'm looking at all these fights the fights were all good like if you go look at that card that card was insane uh dan ige was on that card right i believe so oh dan 50k ige yeah i know like one uh one of like the top 35ers right now stud 35s alex perez was on there um it, it was a good it was a good little card but um i just i felt that i was gonna get the contract when i landed that flying knee because I'm like, none of them did anything to, like, wow. That's what I felt. But even though the fights were disgusting, I was like, I don't think nobody, they didn't do anything to wow. To, uh, wow, the, like, putting out a wow factor. And um, I was like, nah, I got this, I got this. And when he said my name, I was like, oh, shit. Ricky uh, Ricky Simone was on that. He won by split Ricky decision. Yeah. yeah, that's who, Ricky Simone, yeah. And then yeah. yours was the, was yours the main event? Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, I was the main event. the last yeah. one out. Yeah. Do you kind of feel like the pressure, like building up, and like you know, like Dana White's there, like watching. Like, do you, is that like a fight you go into as normal, or do you actually feel that? Um, I I just went into it as normal. Like I, it, it felt normal. It felt. What's weird though about it because it was in an old tough gym. It wasn't at the Apex. The Apex wasn't oh, built at yeah. the time. So, um, it felt like I've been there before. It felt normal. It felt. I think maybe because I, I watched every single season of The Ultimate Fighter, so I'm like, oh, I recognize this yeah. in the house, that, you know. But yeah, it um, it felt like normal. Like I, it, I, there was like no pressure on me at all. Was it so, was it a it was cool, cool cool experience to like see how you had that experience your first time stepping into Lozons to now you're in the UFC? Like it's you know, is it kind of cool to see that that progression from? You know, the time that you didn't think that you were good enough after that time at Lausanne's to here you are, you know, fight. you fought Ed Herman. Ed Herman's a freaking legend. He's been around forever. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's super, super cool to, to go from where you were to, to this. I Dude, I didn't think I would. I wasn't expecting it. I, I knew, like, I wanted to fight, but I didn't think I was going to get as far as I've been getting. Like, you know what I mean? I, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll be all right at it. But, nah, it's, it's still still, still surreal to me. I'm still and, like, damn, I'm in the UFC. Like, this is crazy. And you've been a UFC fan for your whole, like, you, is that something you followed, like, your whole life? You've always been a fan of the sport? Absolutely. Always been a fan. Even though I'm a competitor, I'm still a fan. I'll tune into the fights on, in a little bit. Yeah, that's what. So we'll, we'll we can get into that a little bit, but we don't want to keep you too long. We have two segments at the end. But what what do you think is happening yep. tonight? What do you think? You said what I think is happening tonight. Yep. Um, I think Adesanya is gonna make Costa miss, and it's gonna be bad. He's gonna juke him out of his shoes. He, um, um, if Adesanya counters like continue working on the midsection and shit like that, 
with his teeps and keeping him at bay, I think he will stop. He will stuff all the takedowns that um, Costa's going to try to do because you know Costa's going to try to take him down. And I think if he sticks to just moving, like pop, pop, move, pop, pop, move, and just stay moving, I don't think he'll try to come in with that body lock. Because he's going to try to come in with that body shot, that signature body shot that he always do, to get a body lock and to start working his takedowns and stuff like that. To avoid all of that shit, he just needs to just keep tagging him in the belly, tagging him, switching his combination step, like, you know what I mean? Short steps, pick him apart, step outside that lead leg. He should be good. I, I, I don't see Costa winning this fight. I, I don't even think he has a puncher's chance, and that's it. Now, what about what about Jan and Reyes? What do you what Blahovich versus Reyes? Because that that's um, so we we all Reyes, picked Jan. You think Jan? We I really yeah. like I really like yeah. I mean I like what Reyes did against Jones, but I think now don't get me wrong, John Jones is goat. All right, but yeah. John Jones has kind of been a shell of himself as of late. We didn't see the best John Jones. I think Jan right now won his track records a little bit better than Dom Reyes and. Yeah. He's he's more well rounded. He's got power, but his his ground game is also underrated as well. So, I think that he's a more well rounded fighter than Dom at this point. Okay, I can see Dom, that. And, and Dom is and, Dom is new to he's still new to the sport. Jan's yeah. been around forever. I think yeah that that is definitely an experienced fight for um for Dom. So at first when people would ask me, I was going with Dom, and then they uh. You know, I I watch Jan fight a couple times, but I never. But recently, since they've been showing him so much, I've actually been sitting down and watching him. And that man, that man can scrap. He's beast. He's very clever. Very clever. He does like little clever things, like um, the way like he'll position his 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 foot outside the lead leg, like just little things like that. He does like a lot of little clever stuff. So I don't know, man, but. Reyes do got that athleticism. He's athletic as fuck, you know? He used to, I think, what, what is he? he used to play for UCLA or something like that, right? Or he yeah, he like played football somewhere at a high level. Yeah. He was on the yeah, Panthers so, practice squad, too, for a little bit. For the, in the really? NFL, yeah. Uh, so, that's going to be, um, it's going to be tough. Hold on, give me a second. But, yeah, <laughs> so that that's going to be, um, yeah, but I, I still, I, I'm still going to stick with Reyes. I think Reyes is going to do it. I think Reyes right. will find a way. All right, we got two quick segments, and we can get you back to your kids, ready to ready to relax right. for the rest of the night. Um, so this first segment is called Significant Strike. So as I said before, I'm married, Carrie's married, Steve is getting married. All right, so we would be wrong to not have our wives somewhat involved in this show. So we created a segment called the Significant Strike segment. So they all formulate one question for you without doing any research. So they don't know anything. <laughs> they don't know anything about you. They don't know who you are. They don't know anything. Right. Okay. And okay. you have to I, answer. I, you have to answer all three questions and then choose who had the best question. And then we'll let you know who asked what. And let's say Carrie's wife had the best question. He gets a point. Right now, Carrie's got one point. Steve's got a point. I have zero points. Okay. <laughs> So we've done this with Eric Anders, and we've done this with Scott Holtzman. So, and they were fans. So, all right, all right. Let's. I gotta see this. All right. So let me pull up the questions here. So the first question. Yeah. Do you, Do you have any weird pre-match rituals slash superstitions? Uh yeah. I, this is funny that you just mentioned that because I, I was just talking to my mom about that. 
my thing now that I've been getting older, I don't know why I've been, I think because I'm a parent and I'm starting to appreciate them as parents, but it's calling my parents before I fight. But the last two fights, I've been calling my parents, like literally like, it's like an hour before I, I got, before showtime is. Bye mom, hi dad. Like I call them and see what's up. Yeah, that's, that became a weird, a weird thing just now. Not weird, but it became that's a, a that's a yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, I played that's, I played yeah. college baseball, and I always drew a Z in the back of the mound before I pitched. I don't know, it was like a weird thing. If I didn't do that, I feel like I wasn't gonna do good. Something, what? Super, yeah, something weird <laughs> like that. Um, all right, second question: Do you lead life with your heart or your head? My heart. Uh, it's all about feel, feel, feel how I feel. Yep, I, I agree. All right, last one. What's your favorite cocktail? <laughs> My favorite? Uh, one with shrimp. <laughs> well, what was it? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> oh, uh, Tangerine Tonic. Okay, all right. All I heard was Carrie say one with shrimp. <laughs> That's my favorite coffee. I don't, I don't drink, so. All right, so you can choose. Those are the three questions. You choose which one you like the best, and then we will uh, let you know who, who asked what and who won, or, and we'll give you the scores. Uh, I, like, I like the ritual one. What's my pre-fight uh, ritual one? All right, that was, was that? Steve. That Steve was Steve. So that, was, that was not me. Oh, oh no! Sorry, that was Carrie. My oh, was fault. It? I that didn't was know that. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, that was Carrie. I forgot. I got yeah. two points. This is the only thing I win in. Yeah. So Carrie, <laughs> Carrie, we we make pre-fight predictions every week, yep. and he, I think Steve's got like forty-four. I got like thirty-eight or something. Carrie's got twelve. Twelve I mean, points. I'm to, 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 I, I mean, I, I've, I've admitted I'm I'm here for the moral support, the mild comedic relief, and the, I, I take care of the tech. So. Okay, I can dig it. <laughs> All right, last segment. We call it The Floor is Yours. We're just going to, you know, we, we like to give every fighter a chance to to just tell us what's next. If you have any sponsors, anything you want to plug, it is all your opportunity. you got the floor, and just take it away. All right, well, first things first, I want to give a shout-out to you guys for interviewing me. This is awesome. Uh, <laughs> look forward to being back. Uh, second, I like to give shout-outs to uh, – Modest Needs, which is an organization that I'm an ambassador for, that um, they help out family in needs, uh, whether it's just to help out with um, your day-to-day life. And then you got, um, I want to give a huge shout-out to um, Kill Cliff. They always help me out, hold me down, and give a shout-out to Diamond Cup. Same thing with them, always holding me down. And shout-out to Collector's Cup. Uh, if you're looking for any cool game trinkets, hit up Collector's Cup. They're awesome. And I want to give a shout-out to the Rainbow Six Siege community. Always got my back. And, yeah. And if you want to follow me, follow me at Emerald MMA on IG and on Twitter. You don't want to plug the Twitch channel? Yeah, what, Twitch what's, page? what's the Twitch channel? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emerald MMA at twi- on um, Twitch TV. TwitchTV.com. Twitch TV slash Emrod MMA. <laughs> Can I get one last question? Yeah, what's up? Um, I just am curious, like, how is the appeal process going? And, like, what are your expectations on how that's going to go? Um, I, honestly, I have no clue how the hell that whole thing works. Because um, I heard they just overturned, I guess, some 
bullshit call happened in 2017. Um, it was a fight in Vegas as well. Where the same thing. But it, it was like a big controversy fight. And they didn't get it appealed until like a week before the whole Herman thing happened. And mind, that oh, was wow. 2017 when it happened. So the fuck do I know how this will happen? You'll be I, like 45 I, years old by the time this gets solved. Dude, I, yeah, right? <laughs> I, uh, I just accepted it as it is. Just kept it moving. Like, you know, like, what am I going to do? I think you've definitely yeah, handled it much better than yeah. I, I know. I could, I know. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be able to handle it that oh, way. Oh, I've been getting messages by friends. They're like, dude, the way you handle it, you handle it like a G. I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna flip table. I'm like, Dana, get this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, don't worry about it. All right, last question before I take us out: PC or console? PC. PC. All right. I want PC. I I play both, but I like PC. Prefer on PC. All right. Well, if you ever want to try Spellbreak, we maybe we could get together and, and uh, stream it together. Hell yeah, let's do it, man. Just hit me up. All right. All right. All right. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, the Coffee and K.O.'s crew has called an end to this interview 40 minutes in, declaring the winner by knockout, Slow Mike Rodriguez. Later, guys. <laughs> Thanks, you, later. Thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to this interview with Slow Mike Rodriguez. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Coffee and KOs One, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>